Welcome back to It's Debatable Podcast with Doug and Shram. Welcome to It's Debatable, the show where we debate anything and everything just for the sake of arguing. My name's Doug, and as always, I'm debating my friend, my pal. He's the Domino's to my New York-style pizza. Steven Shram. Shram, how are you? Domino's has great deals. The deals? five, five, five. Yeah, but it's crap pizza. Yeah, but just because you're like, oh, I can get four, I can get twenty dollars worth of pizza, but it's shit pizza. That helps. You get one good pizza pie. Hey, listen, if Shrimmy, you're on a budget, definitely not Italian. That's, <laughs> that's gross. <laughs> and that's uh, the voice of our judge popping in real quick, Jamie Riccardi. But first, I have to ask a question, and it's kind of food related. Shrimp, do you remember a time where you ate something that was pretty questionable, and you're like, I shouldn't be eating this, and then regretted it? Yeah. What was it? It's, I actually don't remember the name of it. It was some kind of Thai jelly thing. It was Thai food, and I deviated from what I normally get, which is pad Thai. And uh, it was like this tofu jelly thing, but I was starving. And uh, It was the only thing that was left? No. I, oh. I, I knowingly got it. Somebody said, oh, you'll like it. Don't worry. Because I was like sharing with somebody, and we were getting a bunch of different apps. And uh, I thought it was questionable, and it turned out I was right. Long story short. Oh, you're sick? Did it come out the... Front hole or the back hole? Both. Oh, my God. Nice. I like that. And now we go to our producer, engineer extraordinaire, Jeffrey Scott William Paul in the third. Jeff, how are you? Doing great, Doug. How are you? Pretty good, man. Do you remember a time you ate something questionable? I probably cooked some questionable chicken. Questionable as in the way you cooked it or questionable as the way you, the product smelt? Probably the weight. So I probably pushed the amount of time you should really hold on to it for. Yeah, you should go stay I mean, away it from the- It tasted fine. But I just didn't feel right after because I think it was, it was probably more of a mental thing. So I made myself puke. Okay. So you actually just pulled the trigger. And nah, yeah, I just made the decision. I told you, you can't go dumpster diving for the chicken uh, or the bargain I meat know, section. It's 75% off for a reason. And now, you heard him before, he's back again. Our judge, Jamie Riccardi. Jamie, how you doing? I'm doing awesome. And it's so good to be back. Well, we're glad to have you back. Now, do you remember a time that you ate something questionable? Um, I do, but it really wasn't questionable. Um, I pledged, and I had to eat some cat food on a, a cracker. Um, so um, I did eat it. It was moist cat food. I believe it was uh, like nine lives. Um, and, yeah, uh, it wasn't questionable, and it didn't taste good. Um, so, yeah, I had to eat that. However, do you, though... My, do you remember the flavor? Um, it was beef. Or, you know, it was supposed to be beef. Those sick frat things, they probably put it in front of you, and they're like, which one do you want? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, blindfolded food. I mean, I did all that stuff. However, my fraternity brother that gave it to me, after I ate it, he ate it also. He wanted to try it, but wow. he was stoned. And that was just day one of pledging. You don't want to know what happened by day seven. Or... <laughs> That's great. <laughs> now, I remember I was coming. Butt stuff. I was uh, going. Whoa, what kind of fraternity are you in? <laughs> <laughs> so I was waiting in New York City for my uh, train to go back to Jersey right outside the garden, and I went to a food cart. It must have been like midnight or one in the morning. And I grabbed one of the chicken on the stick and I took a bite of it and it was cold. And the inside, and I said, I don't care. And I ate it and I was vomiting on the train. So that's what happened to me. Great segue into today's topic. Maybe, maybe not. Jamie, what do you got for us? All right. This is a really good one. And it's something that I think we all can maybe, you know, use in our life. Who is the better life coach? Elmo? Or Oscar the Grouch. Just pipe down and let's get on with it. It's definitely Elmo. 
um, when you think of life coach, you think of people like, I don't know, like Tony Robbins and, you know, all those people that try and be inspirational and get you through to the next day or teach you how to tackle a problem or teach you how to be a better person. These are all qualities that Elmo possesses. Um, whereas Oscar the Grouch, if he stood up in front of a crowd or not stood up, just popped out of his trash can in front of a crowd to teach them how to be people, he would teach them all how to be pieces of shit. Um, he's nasty. He's rude. He's arrogant for some reason. He's really cocky for a guy who is homeless, which is kind of weird for me. Um, but here's the thing. If he lives but, in a can, is that is he really homeless? Well, that's, I that's guess. That's a home. That is a home. All right. Well, okay. So a guy for lives in a can. Okay. I don't, I, I mean, if homeless yeah, is not, we're not judging one, people's houses. I mean, it's yeah. just, okay. Oh, that's fine. But I'm just saying his attitude sucks. And that, that is what he would project on the people to be a life coach. He doesn't know how to be anything different. Um, Elmo is going to teach you how to get through from day to day, be the better person. And you know, that's something Oscar the Grouch isn't going to bring to the table. Okay. Oscar has a home, and I think anybody, whether they have a home, a mansion, they're sleeping on the streets, anyone can be inspirational. Oscar's going to teach you things that you want to do. He's going to be more of the reverse psychology of how you should act in life. He's going to be like, don't be like me. Be the opposite of me. So if he throws trash out of his home onto the sidewalk, you're going to be like, hey, I don't want to do that. I want to be the person that doesn't do that or helps to pick it up. Oscar has had a bad rap over the years, you know? Is he a guy that lives in a trash can? Of course he is. But he's not a trash can in his heart. I beg to differ. I mean, we've all seen him. We've all seen his personality. Um, he treats people like shit. I mean, he, he really does. He doesn't want anyone around him. He's nasty. He's rude. He's mean. I uh, better be, He's better off left alone. It just doesn't seem like the type of person that could you know, relate enough to life's problems to be able to coach them through other ones. Real quick, I... I have a newborn, so we listen to old Sesame Street albums. And one of the first Sesame Street album, first song, he wants Oscar wants to sing a song. They cut him off, and then the second track, he wants to sing a song. Big Bird comes along, they cut him off. Third track, he wants to sing some creepy Mister Fifth, whoever the old white guy on the show. Is. He comes along singing a song about his eyes or something weird. Oscar doesn't get to sing until track six. And you know what? He stayed there. He could have went away. He could have said, oh, you know what? They didn't let me do it two times, three times. He showed just you're going to get your opportunity. Just be there in the moment when it is your chance. So don't give up. Don't just keep going. Never give up. Okay. All right. Interesting. All right. You know what? Tell me a little bit about their, you know, their early life, their childhood. How, you know, how did they get to where they are now? Well, he, uh, he started small, just like everyone. He started as a waste, in a waste paper basket. So you got to start somewhere. So he started there. Gra he gravitated to you know those blue little bins for their uh, the the newspapers. And then one day he did get that trash can, but along the way he you know he had some battles. You know people you know kicking him off the street. You know there's multiple times. Think about it. He has to make sure he's alert at all times because garbage man comes around. He doesn't know that Oscar's living in there. He's just thinking, oh, this is you know leftover Chinese food. He so there's a few times that he got thrown into a garbage truck. But again, it just made him be alert. So he would tell he would look at you and say. Jamie, being in a garbage can could be part of your life, but you don't want to make sure that you don't miss that moment when they throw you in the dumpster. So he became, you know, good at you know motivation because he started off at small garbage cans and worked his way up um, to a bigger garbage can. He's, you know, he was treated, mis you know, mistreated, uh, made fun of, and uh, you know, so he, he had a lot. He had a hard life. Yeah, and that's and where now he's, he's a star of Sesame Street. Okay, interesting. Elmo. 
Elmo was put up for adoption as an infant and adopted by a group called the Fraggles. I don't know if you've ever seen Fraggle Rock. Sure. And he was raised by the Fraggles. And they gave him the upbringing that you know he needed to become the person that he is today. Uh, one thing that Doug just glossed over is... He said he started in small garbage cans for Oscar, and then he worked his way up to big garbage cans. But he said very quickly it was rough along the way. Um, He neglected to mention the fact that Oscar went through a speed and methamphetamine addiction. Elmo never went through that because he was raised wholesomely by the Fraggles. He comes from the caves of them and eventually made his way to Sesame Street to take all the knowledge that he learned from them and pass it on to other people to teach. That's what a life coach does, is teach. Uh, if Oscar even did remotely become a life coach, one of the problems you're going to have is, is a relapse. Uh, think about all the people that could you know, really be following him, following his ways. This is working for me. I feel better. And then all of a sudden, their hopes and dreams are crushed because Oscar's on another meth, meth bender. But if the person that you're following and learning from goes off the rails, you got your knowledge and time. And you can, again, the teacher sometimes needs to be taught. So in that situation, he gave you all of the, the tools in your toolbox to be able to you know, help build him back up. I'd like to step in here for a second. So, you know, I have to disagree a little bit with you, Shran, because a lot of the, you know, people that were in prison and, you know, ex-druggies, you know, they are the biggest motivators to tell you, don't do what I did. Don't, you know, don't follow the ways I did it. So, you know, it might be good that he did drugs so he could say, listen, this is what happened to me. And this is why I live in a garbage can because I did the drugs. You don't want to live in a garbage can. Kids, if you're listening, don't do drugs. And don't live in garbage cans. (laughs) All right. No, I was going to say, I don't disagree with that, but my point was being, you know, he could come out and be like, don't follow my path, but especially if young people start listening to him as a life coach, you know, they look up to somebody like that, and, you know, you don't want somebody to make it think that, you know, uh, a thing like that is okay if he does fall back down into the gutter or the garbage can, you know, metaphorically speaking. Scared Straight was one of the biggest programs ever, and that has kept a lot of people straight, so he can just look at them and say, hey, don't be like me. You don't want to be like me. Was Oscar ever on Scared Straight? No, they wouldn't let him. He's too intense. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Tell me, tell me, like, their big quote. What's their big line that they say to get everybody motivated? You know, what's the, what's the exciting moment that they say, you know what? Here it is. What, what do they say? What's their big line? You're not trash. You are someone. Okay. Ha, 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 ha. That tickles. And that's a metaphor. That's a metaphor for life of you want to be tickled by life. You want to experience it at its fullest. You want to get done with experience. You want to, you know, get out there and live it and go, you know, that tickle, that, that really did it for me. You know, a lot of people buy that little doll thinking it's just, you know, you really legit speaking, tickling the doll, but it's really implanting a lot more than that about being a go-getter. So it's about, Elmo is all about being happy and just laughing and, you know, that's, that's how life should be. Yeah, Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, but when you really think about it, so you you put the voice to it. Oscar just sounds kind of gravelly, but you know, is I'll, that your Oscar impression? Sort of. Do you have an Elmo impression? I don't. Okay. Can can we try one? <laughs> there it is. I'm doing it right now. Wow, you sound good. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, all right. How frightening! How frightening is that? That is pretty creepy. But you know what? Listen, Oscar too. He sounds like an old grumpy drunk man. So but you I mean, can learn a lot from a drunk, you know, grumpy old drunk men. You can, but you can learn a lot from someone that's always happy. I mean, look at Richard Simmons. I mean, almost sort of like the Richard Simmons of uh, Sesame Street. I like that. That's a good callback from the last time you were here. Thanks. All right. So you know, sometimes you know, being rejected by women, you know, happens to a lot of guys. 
who's going to be the better motivator to say, you know what, this is how we're going to find the girls. This is the girl we're going to find. This is how I'm going to get you to find your wife. It's going to be Elmo. Um, you know, you've seen him. You know, I have younger siblings, and I'm 19 years older than my brother, so I've babysat him, and, you know, we've watched Sesame Street. Sesame Street and all that other stuff. And I've seen that little skit they do in there, Elmo's World or whatever. And he has friends come over that are having a tough time and they're down. And he helps them back up. He literally puts his arm, you know, Elmo's got your back. He'll help you out. He'll figure it out. They problem solve together. Where, And this is just my opinion, but I truly believe Oscar the Grouch would let you go at it alone. You know, he, he would be... He wouldn't relate, he wouldn't show compassion or empathy, and I think that could be a bummer because sometimes you need people to pick you up, and that's what Elmo does. Okay. Oscar's up drinking age, so you know, he's able to take, take you to the bar. And then if a girl did dump you and you have problems, you know, Oscar would you know, be there for you. I don't want that baby near my worm. See, he would make sure you're the worm, you're teaching him. You know, So he doesn't want that girl that is going to break your heart near his worm. That's the wise words that he spoke. That was actually from one of his inspirational uh, audio CDs that you can still buy on cassette and CD, I believe. Pop them in the car, and you're just motivated. Oscar will take you to the bar. He'll buy you a beer. He'll bring the ladies over. They'll be like, oh, my God, Oscar, you taught me how to say one, two, three. And he's like, yeah, why don't you blow them in the back? So what, ki- what kind of ladies would he bring? Like, what kind of women? Bikers. Bi- <laughs> Lots of leather. Leather, dude, leather, leather pants. Pretty hot. Okay. What about Elmo? School teachers. Librarians. The girl next door. Take home the mom. You you know, when you ask this question, I'm going to help you find your wife, is actually one of the words that you said specifically. Elmo's going to do that where, you know, Oscar's going to bring all the leftovers from Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus. So Elmo's going to bring home the wife, and Oscar's going to bring home the one-night stand. Yeah, for sure. Doug, do you agree with that? It could turn into two night stands or three okay. night stands, but it could, you, you know, again, maybe Oscar can inspire her as well, change her biker ways, get her out of that, you know, women biker gang that she's in what? to make sure that maybe, you know, she can be somebody too. I have a question. How would each of them deal with, well, how would they, what would the advice be in dealing with a sassy lady? You know, like, how would, the, you know, what would his, you know, she's being sassy, you know, she's talking back, you know, or at me, not to me. I'd say, hey, little worm, don't let that woman treat you like trash. You teach the life lesson of choosing your battles, you know? Everyone literally sitting at this table is married right now, and everyone knows you got to pick your battles. And, you know, we learned that from growing up and being thankful enough to have Elmo teach us those lessons. I mean, pick your battles. Don't do anything crazy. Oscar, see, that's the other thing. You know, remember all those domestic disputes back in the 90s with Oscar the Grouch? When he was on that meth and, you know, you know uh, speedball rage? So you got to be careful with that. Um, he says one thing and does another. He talks out of both sides of his mouth. Um, Elmo not, you know. He'll get you through any kind of problems you might be having marital-wise. Okay. Um, quick question for Doug here. Is there room in Oscar's trash can for someone else, like a woman? <laughs> Oscar brings ladies home, too. Yeah, you know what? That trash can, you think it's just a trash can, but it goes down. You know, in the sewer system, he has a nice little place down there. Okay. And where does, El- where does Elmo bring the girls? To his bedroom. Yeah, what, that- in Big Bird's house? Yeah, no, he lives by himself. 
He lives by no, himself. He yes, not. he does. He's got an apartment. He's, he's got an so apartment. Yeah, it's called Elmo's World, and he draws it, and it becomes real. That's the cool thing too, because if you're bringing home a girl and you want to impress her, he could draw things with crayons, and then it turns into a real freaking thing. As far as I know, if I remember correctly. So he uses magic to get the girls. Yeah, why not? Okay, all right. He's like David Blaine of Sesame Street. All right. With with great great power comes. Responsibility. I think that's what uh, you know. Old Uncle Ben said the Spider Man. So th- those powers. That sounds a little sick. He can draw something and it comes to life. What if he draws something a little bit, a little bit off? He draws like, oh, I'm Elmo, and he draws like a stick figure. He has an extra arm. That's some freak that's going to be in this world. Yeah, but if we're talking about where we're bringing the girls, which what the question was, what if he draws like a real world house with you know uh, an infinity pool and. You know. I don't think he can get that much detail with those crayons. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't I've, know I've seen him draw. It's pretty good. I don't know. I don't know if Elmo's responsible enough to use a even like a crayon sharpener. Right, I think we're getting off topic here because again, <laughs> it's about who's a better life coach. I don't know. Not who's the better artist. So all right, um, what would be some kind of like activities or mental exercises that they would do to you know again help you you know get that motivation going? Yoga, trash yoga. So what is trash yoga? Uh, you, you know, obviously sit Indian style, Krag Maga, and you are like, um, pick up trash, um, pick up trash. So while you're actually meditating, you're doing something to help the environment, and you know, he's speaking to you while you're in that zone. So all of his life lessons and things that he's done and wants to instill upon you, you know, really can, you can soak it in like a sponge. Yeah, but wouldn't it like really smell? So how can you really concentrate on like the, you know, focusing on breathing and yoga, and then you're sitting on top of trash? Well, it's not nasty trash. You know, it's more like newspaper stuff that he has there. He he's a hoarder, so he keeps like newspapers. Okay. Uh, painting, arts and crafts. You know, really gets people going. You know, again, going back to the crayons, but that's his thing. You know, he could you know set up an easel, and if you're feeling down about yourself, you could draw the shittiest picture, and you could basically he elevates you. That was awesome. Like you ever see Fifty First Dates when she's walking around teaching everybody, and there's that guy Ten Second Tom or whatever, and he's like, "Wow, I did draw that. I feel great." Kind of like an atmosphere like that. You could literally swap out Drew Barrymore for Elmo, and that's the type of things that he would do. You know, to get people motivated and get people going. Uh, show your creativity. Show your creativity. That's a great thing, you know, being a life coach. That's a lesson that he could teach people to make them feel better about themselves. Okay. I would love to see a, a, a rom-com starring Adam Sandler and uh, Elmo. I'm surprised they haven't made one with the, the way they're fucking flying out those Netflix movies. I'd like to see Elmo and Oscar Grouch, like a new odd couple. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, you guys definitely gave some good arguments. So now let's, let's hear the closing arguments here. Doug? He lives in a trash can. But, again, he started in a waste paper basket. Then he built himself up to the blue recycling bin. And then he became who he is today. Of course, he had some issues with meth and domestic violence. He was never convicted. So, you know, we don't know. You know it could have just been made up stories by maybe the Elmo or Snuffleupagus. We don't know. But in all in all, you just want to make sure you have somebody that's going to be there for you. And he's always there. He's not going to go anywhere. You know, Elmo goes in Elmo's world. He disappears off of Sesame Street. He, Oscar's always in that trash can, and he's always going to be there no matter what hour of day. He's going to make sure that he's there to help you out. Elmo's always off in Elmo's world, off of Sesame Street, because he's trying to innovate that new thing to help more people. He's a teacher. He's a life coach. He's, he, he gives people the lessons that they need to live. Oscar's stationary. He's always in the trash can. You know, I can't believe I didn't bring this up before, but thank you for mentioning it, Doug. How can you be a life coach 
when you're stationary in one spot, one place, all the time, inside the same trash can on the same street, day in and day out. You haven't even experienced enough life to be able to coach other people on how to live it. Um, the guy's not a go-getter. He's not a teacher. He's not a giver. Elmo's all those things. And listen, especially if you're teaching it to young kids, you want everyone to be wholesome. And listen, you want them to know to stay away from the crack and the meth and the dis- uh, domestic violence. Okay. All right, you guys definitely had a, a great argument on both sides. I do like Elmo is bringing home that wife for you. You know, uh, if someone's, you know, not, not getting lucky with the ladies, they want to find that wife, that's great. I do like Oscar started off in a small garbage can, and he worked his way up. I mean, uh, you know, he's got a lot of life experiences. I don't like that Oscar is a degenerate, and I don't like Elmo's big thing was that he tickles and makes you laugh. Like, I mean, that, that sounded a little creepy. I did lean towards, before the debate started, I was leaning towards... Elmo. And the reason I'm going Oscar is because to me, to be a life coach, you have to see some shit. You have, to, you have to have gone through stuff. And those are the best life coaches to be able to teach, you know, people what not to do in life. And uh, I have to go to Oscar. Trim, how do you feel? Yeah, oh goody. A whole afternoon of nice, nice. That sums it up. Wow. <laughs> Oscar the Grouch. No, but really, how do you feel? And don't be grouchy. I'm that one. If you've had to seem some shit to be a life coach, I guess we just threw out everything I said in my closing argument about he hasn't seen anything because he's been in the same can on the same street on the same corner for God knows yeah, what, you're the one that the said he was, You're the one that said he was a druggie, that he did drugs. You could do all that from the can. Where did you get it from? They come and drop it off. He calls on a cell de- phone. Who's the dealer on yeah. the assessment? Wait, now Oscar has a cell phone? Snuffleupagus comes by and snoots him out of his uh. Yeah, but trunk. Doug also said that the trash can goes all the way down. So who knows what kind of tunnels he has now. <laughs> so, he's, like right. a gopher. he's like a gopher. <laughs> all right. So that was great. Oscar wins, Shram loses, and Elmo just wants to be tickled. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Don't forget to review, rate, and share our podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at We Like the Debate, on Instagram at It's Debatable Pod, and our new website, It's Debatable Good night.